Hey guys, how's it going out there? Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. I am your host and I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode because this is the bonus chapter from your first year in salon ownership where I'm going to be going into things to think about in the future, which when I wrote this book, that would be right now. Um, So it was a lot of fun recording this. A lot of insights. I, of course, am going to go off script. Grab your pen, grab your paper, take some notes. If you're walking or running or you're on the treadmill or whatnot, come back, mark some of these spots because I'm going to be coming out with some fire. So, hope you enjoy this episode from a live recording of Storytime with Sunny D. If you haven't, tuned in for a live story time with sunny d 9 a.m eastern time catch it monday through friday so thanks again guys for being here and now it's time for the podcast good morning instagrammers what's happening over there in your world good morning if you're on the facebook if you're on the facebook the book good morning good morning if you're on let's see where else are we we're live on alexa chill out i don't even say her name and she's to hear how i can improve you can always say i have feedback i have feedback you're always interrupting me in the middle of story time that's my feedback can you please stop that good morning everybody how's it going out there I'm Sunny D. I'm your host. You're in here. You're in the in the place, the place exactly where you want to be, should be, could be, ought to be. 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're live. This is story time, and this is episode 23. 23. What that means. What that means, you guys, that means we've been, we've spent, if you guys are back again, we've spent 23 mornings together doing story time, whether you be on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, we've got live streams everywhere. If you're listening to this on the podcast, however you're consuming the content, we've spent 23 amazing mornings together. And there was actually 24 but one of the episodes yeah right alexa man she's oh can't see her name i didn't say it didn't say it (laughs) i see the little blue ring light up it's kind of like you're um you know when you have like dogs or you have like you know and you're you have to like start spelling out words or like for a kid or something like um you say to your dogs you're like you know did the dogs have the dogs you know ate or have the dogs gone out and you start spelling it and then all of a sudden what happens all of a sudden the dogs get so smart they know the word that you're spelling means the word that it means and then they start picking up on that and you got to start coming up with other ways and that's what's happening with you know who over here She's getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And I'm not sure. She's getting smarter and smarter and smarter. 
And so now I don't even have to say like the name and she'll start popping up. Uh, but we're gonna keep her at bay. We'll talk about her in a minute because she's gonna be part of our, our story time today as we're getting into this episode 23. So if you've been here for all 23 episodes, then good on you. You've experienced me fumbling through both of the YFYI books. Um, I've had a ton of fun reading these books and a lot of that is, you know, because once, you know, you write a book, like I didn't, after it was done and it was printed and I was starting to sell the, you know, the book and going out and speaking and doing engagements, I didn't go back and like read the book really anymore. And so now you're talking fast forward, here we are, the first book was written like three, four years ago. Um, and then the second book was written like, you know, two and a half, three years ago. So now, coming back and reading these books, I'm learning a lot just going through them. I'm learning a lot of things uh, and I'm just kind of like, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you guys having, you know, having been here, having listened to all of these episodes, having hung out on Instagram, having uh, just joined, however you're joining, if you're listening to this on, on uh, Twitter, we got the live audio streams going on. Which Twitter, I don't know if you guys remember, there was this app that was hot for like 30 seconds called Periscope. So Periscope was the uh, live streaming app that Twitter started kind of as a separate thing, then absorbed them into them, and it just kind of became uh, nobody even talks about it anymore. There was Twitter, there was also a Meerkat, right, Meerkat, the yellow with the little meerkat on their logo. That was another one. Um, so these, you know, these apps, these uh, live streaming apps that started, and really it was like around 20, I wanna say like around 2015. And so being on all of them, you know, was the thing, you know, figuring out, you know, developing audiences on them. And, um, and then, you know, Twitter now, so they still have their live streaming feature, but you can do audio or you can do video. So we've been live streaming to my Twitter page, just the audio, just playing around with it, seeing, you know, seeing what's up. Um, but I just wanna thank you guys for being here for story time. And episode 23, we're gonna get rolling here. All our streams are hot. We're coming in hot. Um, today is May 6, 2020. You know, we've been going through a little bit of a ride over the last couple of months. All of you guys have been on this ride, this, you know, this uh, corona, corona cruise that we've been on. And we've been navigating it. And through um, story time, I've been sharing, you know, different things, insights, um, hot takes, things of the moment that are going on. You know, as a, a salon owner, um, I've experienced this from that view as just a, an individual that, you know, is always out and about on a move. You know, I've shared with you guys, I'm never usually in the same place for more than like two days in a row because I'm going from salon to salon to salon. I'm traveling, I go out to Texas once a month, I spend a week there. Um, and so I'm constantly moving and shaking. And actually when I go out to Texas, that's probably the most um, still I am because I'm at I'm just at that one salon 
throughout the entire week. But when I'm back in Florida where we have three different salons, I'm bouncing between, you know, all three salons, you know, every day, every other day. I'm, you know, moving, moving, moving. And so, you know, being on this, uh, that part of the experience of Corona for me, just being pretty much at home. I mean, I went for groceries or, you know, to the post office, uh, essential, you know, I guess that's what essentials are. Um, but other than that, just being home. So I've done a lot of live streaming. I'm gonna be calculating all of the hours. I mean, with just story time alone, that's five hours a week. Um, and then with my team, I usually do anywhere from 30 to an hour a day, so that's like 10 hours a week. Um, and then creating other video. But I'm gonna calculate the amount of video, live streaming and video, and then we have these parties Right, every weekend, pmtakehome.com, we've been doing online live parties that can go anywhere from two hours to five hours, me and my co-host Josh. So I'm gonna be calculating these hours and these streams and all of this stuff because I wanna know like what is possible and then I'm gonna have to figure out how to keep the volume of content um, still up and go back out into the wild and continue to be uh, moving around and moving and shaking around and going to salon to salon. Um, because of what I found is just through doing this, I've gotten so many insights. I've gotten insights from you guys, viewers, people checking in, comments, shares, likes, uh, posts. I've gotten a lot of insights and also I've been able to do a lot of you know thinking out loud. I've created some you know, new ideas and products that have come up from just doing all this, producing this content. So I wanna find a way to keep some form of it going. So whether it be story time, um, whether it be, you know, like we do with our salon, we do what we call live at five. So every day at five o'clock, Monday through Saturday, um, we get on either, I do a Facebook, live on our team page where I'm just kind of updating on things of the moment or we'll kind of alternate between that and then we'll do a Zoom call where we'll have everybody on. Um, so, you know, figuring out what the cadence looks like post-corona lockdown because we're all going to be out in the wild soon. Uh, I know you guys can't wait, you're excited, you want to get back out there. But when we get into the wild, when we get back out there, how do you keep the momentum going if you built up some momentum. So for me, that's been a big thing. Like for me, uh, for my team, the big thing has been building momentum so we can keep the momentum going so we don't get stagnant. Um, yes, we're not doing hair, so there's gonna be a little bit of stagnation that happens from not doing hair. But the other thing that I'm talking about is uh, stagnation of just creativity, stagnation of the mind, stagnation of ideas. Um, so how do we keep that momentum going? That's gonna be the challenge. I got some more Verissimo pods yesterday, so I've been, every, every morning I've been having tea, so this morning I've got a coffee going on. So the Verissimo uh, that came out from Starbucks, which is kind of like not even a thing anymore. Who knows if it even, you can't even get one. They don't sell them in there anymore. And I'm just like wondering how long it's gonna be uh, before they stop selling the pods. I mean, I've gone into one, you know, Starbucks I went into a while back, I was like, 
didn't see him anywhere and I had to like ask and like a couple of the people that worked there never even heard of it. I'm like, you never heard of it? <laughs> I was like, it's like the Starbucks uh, version of a Keurig and it takes these specific pods that you need um, so you can brew a cup of Starbucks at your house and like the girl's looking at me like I had six heads. She's just like, uh, yeah, I know, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. I'm just like, oh, great. But I still, you know, was able to, um, you know, Starbucks right now, I mean, they're just drive through, but I was able to get some pods um, because that's a big, it's a big money saver, right? You know, a cup of coffee, you know, four or five bucks, which, you know, I get every once in a while. It's not, you know, the end of the world, uh, hopefully. Um, but if I can get a box of Arissimos and I can blend up my coffee at home, you know, I get a box of, what is it, like 12 pods for like, I don't know, 10 bucks or whatever. 12 bucks is like then it brings it down to like a dollar a cup but you got to have the machine right so the the machine was like when it came out i don't know it was like a couple hundred bucks um but i don't know who knows they're gonna you know one day just be like you know what the only person that still got one of these damn machines is this guy sunny so yeah pull the plug it's over so i'm just waiting for that to happen i'm waiting to get that text from their mobile app or that you know, that um, that email that they're gonna discontinue the Verissimo pods. And then I'm gonna be like, so what do I do with the machine? Are you gonna buy it back from me? What are you gonna do with that? So that's kind of the um, email or the uh, the text message that I'm waiting for. So I think, I, I don't know, and I don't wanna stock up, right? Cause I'm thinking like to myself, like does, I mean, what's the shelf life? I mean, they're, yeah, they're sealed, but who knows? Uh, so it's kind of, usually I'll buy a box or two at a time. Um, and then I'm not able to, you know, drink a cup of coffee every day. So they'll, they'll last me. I mean, you figure that's 10, I think there's 10 in a box. There might be 10. There might be 10 or there might be 12. Let's ask, let's ask her, see, see what she knows. Hey, Alexa. How many pods are in a box of Verissimo? A response from an Amazon customer oh, about here we go. pods of Conaceds. Aloha. Thank you for your question. There are 18 King Reserve Medium Roast Pods contained in this box. Mahalo. The folks at Aloha Island Coffee Company. Was that helpful? Eh, not really, but, you know, good try. Um, so, yeah, she doesn't know. So they used to have the machine inside Starbucks to brew your own in store. Oh, that's, they had Verissimos where they set up? Where were those at? I never seen those, I never knew about those. Um, that's interesting, I didn't know that. Um, so that's kind of my dilemma, my morning ritual coffee dilemma. Uh, but I like tea as well, so I can kind of bounce between tea, bounce between coffee. But yeah, I never knew they had any machines set up. That's, that's news to me. Uh, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering how they're going to figure out, you know, what they do. Because I wasn't the only one that bought a Verissimo. You know, I'm an early, I'm what they call an early adopter. So like when things come out, like especially technologies, you know, that, that coffee machine was a new technology. You know, I mean, Snapchat, Spectacles, I was an early adopter, got a pair, you know, the video recording glasses, which they still have, by the way which I was on their website just the other day and they've gone up to another level. So watch out. People think it's all over. No mas. Snapchat is still working behind the scenes. So funny thing about Snapchat, 
is there they when they went public and they became um, snap Inc they actually call themselves uh, what was it that they, they call themselves like a camera company and everyone's thinking oh okay they're they're just an app their social media their video yes and then Instagram came and ripped off all of their their features yes um, then what happens hold on a second this is important we got my Alexa said stock is up on Starbucks also that was in, oh, oh it was in California dang it um, so the thing is if you look at how they played this so they came out they were snapchat social media you know make a video disappears snap a pic put it on a face um now when they came out and they went public it was like oh we're snap right got rid of the chat so they're not just a chat service and now we're snap inc and now we're a camera company and sneakily behind the scenes, they've been developing, um, and I say behind the scenes, I mean, it's all on their website, but a lot of people don't know. You know, I'm, I used, I mean, when I was walking around with these Snapchat spectacles on and nobody, like people would see it and it was like, I was like a little celebrity. People were like, oh my God, are those the Snap? And I, like, I never saw anybody with them. And I'm, it's probably because I live on the East Coast and they're an LA company, so maybe everybody out there had them, but it's like I never saw anybody with them. And I'm like, are these things even selling? Like, I remember <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine go to, because they were up north, and they were dropping these vending machines in random places. And the vending machine would be filled up with these glasses, and when they were gone, they were gone. So how they would do it is on their web, which was, I thought, marketing genius, um, how they would do it is they on their website they would put like they put like a pin bing and then they'd be like oh the machine is here and it'll be there for the next 24 hours so i, I don't know like i guess people rolled in maybe in the middle of the night set this machine up and then unveiled it and left it there for 24 hours and they would always be sold out exactly um so every time so i had a friend that was in the city because they had a stand they had a, a pop-up shop that was going to be there for a, like a month it was like the it was like the month they came out, and so my friend stood in line for two hours, drove two hours, and um, no joy, wasn't able to. By the time they almost got there, they were going in, people were coming out, and I guess you could buy like a couple pairs or whatever. So the resale game was hot, so people were coming out, woo, and everyone was cheering. They got a pair, they got a pair, and then what happened? You know, my friend gets there and they're like, all right, boom, sorry, uh, that was our last, you know, person for the day. We're now closed. No joy, no glasses. I was pissed. So then I go on uh, eBay and I track some down. I ended up getting them. I, I mean, I, pay, it was, I paid probably three times, but I was like, an, I'm an early adopter. I wanted to have them because I wanted to see what the technology was all about. And I like wore them hard and I was making videos. I was doing, uh, you know, through, I did a whole series about, you know, through my eyes, it was like a day in the life and I would record. And every time you hit the button, they recorded a 10 second video. 
and then you can hit it again and you can keep recording, um, but you had to hit the button. Um, I pipped mine out, with, I made the rings like they were yellow, I made them red um, to go with our you know branding and all that and uh, I pimped them out hard. And I still have a pair, but something happened. I don't know, there's a something with the hardware in there, uh, but there's still videos I'm trying to get off of there, which I have to figure out how to get. I've got some videos from Mexico and I've got, you know, but I had, you know, and I would hit the button and being on the move going around, like I would just hit it and all of a sudden it became a thing where I didn't even look at the videos because it would just put them on your phone. It wouldn't automatically put them on Snapchat or do anything, it would just put them on your phone. So at, in a day, like at the end of a day, if I had a busy day, I'm going in and out of places. Um, and they, they were sunglasses, so that was my one kind of pet peeve. If they were, you know, regular, like just a clear lens, I would have had them on inside. But I'm not gonna look like a, a douchebag with like sunglasses on inside all day. Um, they were dark too, so it's like, yeah, no. Uh, but, so I wouldn't wear them inside, but every time I'd be outside, <coughs> excuse me, Every time I'd be outside, I'd be wearing them, and <clears throat> I just hit the button, hit the button, hit the button, hit the button, and I would go through a day and not even realize how many times I hit the button. Then I would go look at the videos, and it would be like 80 times. And then I'd have this like video of different scenes from my day, so it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, first person. You know, they could record all that. So being an early adopter, but I'm just telling you that because they're they're doing some stuff right now. They got some new versions out. I may get another pair. Um, so people think, oh, Snapchat's dead because Instagram ripped off all their features. Well, they're not dead. They're still working. They're still behind the scenes. Um, you know, you can a way that you can also pay attention to some of these companies is keep an eye on their stock price if they're publicly traded. You know, and so if you look at a company like Snapchat. Um, let's see, what's your favorite app to look at stock prices? You might, on your phone, I'm pretty sure on um, on an iPhone, you get the stocks app, welcome to stocks, and you can always check it out on there. And let's see, let's search Snap. That's what their ticker symbol is, Snap, S-N-A-P. All right, so right now, Snap is trading at it's $17.51 a share. I knew I should have bought some a while ago because it was, let's see, three months, over the last three months, let's see, six months, see where it was at, you know, six months ago. So, oh, this is just showing like a six month view. This, Oh, so March, uh, let's go back. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was thinking about buying it. Back in November, it was at $15. It dropped to, <clears throat> damn, March 13th, 2020. It had, March 18th, it had dropped all the way down to $8.37. And now it's back up to $17.51, which isn't the high that it's had so far like this year. If you look at this past year, the highest it's been is probably around like 20 bucks. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's moving up. It's moving up. I'm going to continue to keep an eye on it. 
which I would say, you know, you should keep an eye on it too. But I knew I was like, damn, I saw it under $10. I was like, I should have bought some Snap because they're still working behind the scenes. They're still doing things. They still got things going on and a lot of people are not really uh, paying attention to them. And sometimes when there's businesses that um, are kind of out of the news, they're at work doing stuff and then by the time they break the news, everyone's like, oh, what the hell was that? So I, I have, you know, Snap is, is sneakily working on some stuff behind the scenes and um, there's, there could be some, there could be some uh, things happening that are, that are uh, interesting, let's just say. So keep an eye on it. Um, but the whole point of that story was about being an early adopter and things. And the reason I'm talking about being an early adopter and being a, um, you know, being a practitioner and trying things out is because we're getting ready to head into this final chapter of YFY for salon ownership. And it's all about bonus material and it's all about ideas and things and practices um, that I'm putting in place and that I'm going to recommend some of you guys jump on and put in place as well. And a lot of that has to do with early adoption and trying different things out. So we're gonna take a, a little ride through here. So I've been reading to you guys every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time from one of two books, either your first year in the beauty industry, which is all about you know, just navigating those first critical 12 to 18 months of your career as a beauty professional, things that I didn't know uh, when I graduated school that I wish I knew, a lot of those things, insights, um, tips, and setting yourself up for success as you're getting going. So that's what this book kind of tackles. And I go through, you know, all of those, I mean, from networking to hiring uh, to like career path, you know, kind of questions to ask in an interview, uh, what numbers to pay attention to if you want to make money, how to create a resume that someone will give two shits about because I've never read a resume of anybody that I've hired because they all look the same. Resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. That's one of my favorite chapters is chapter two. Um, so that's what that book's all about. And then the second book in the YFY book series is Your First Year In Salon Ownership. Um, so this is my owner hat being on in this one and going through these last kind of 10 years. Uh, what sparked me to write this one was, you know, a couple of years ago, I started, you know, I was just starting, you know, I was finishing it probably like two years ago. So I guess it'd probably be like three years ago. So I was owning five, six, probably seven years as an owner. I knew I was going to write this book as soon as I thought of your first year in the beauty industry, YFY, the first book, the YFY book series. And there's probably going to be a couple more YFYI books um, in the works because first years and only things that I've had as a first year, I'm not gonna write like a first year as whatever, like something that I'm not doing. I, I'm, I don't believe in pontificating on, you know, whatever. I'm talking about my experiences. So I wanna write books on and things that I wanna write about are gonna be things that I've experienced. So YFYI, your first year in, there's different things you can think about. You know, your first year in, Distant learning, right? Somebody might write a book about that if we end up being, you know, 
at a distance much longer, um, but your first year in the beauty industry, your first year in, you know, being uh, your first year in salon ownership, uh, becoming an educator. You know, that's something I want to, because there's a lot of educators that I, you know, I know and I talk to and they're like, want to know, like, platform artist and this and that so maybe there's a your first year in platform artistry or your first year in you know in in education your first year in educating um, your first year in whatever it is um, so thinking about things that have experienced the first year and beyond because it's like if you only did something for a year then you probably don't know if you know anything about it if it works if it doesn't work so once I get to like five years um, of accumulating information, then it's like, I'm like, all right, you know, that's kind of where I was at when I started writing your first year in, um, in the beauty industry. I was beyond five years and I was thinking about it. And then I was, you know, another few years into being a salon owner, then I wrote that book. And then after five years of being a salon owner, you know, then I was thinking about, you know, this and that. As soon as I finished that book, I knew I was going to do your first year in salon ownership. And that's the book we've been reading. We just finished chapter 11 yesterday, the what if chapter, what if you do make it? And now we're strolling in, coming in hot to the bonus material. It's not chapter 12, I guess you could call it chapter 12, but it's the bonus material chapter. Um, so these are just afterthoughts, things that were hitting me after I was finished and I went back and wanted to start sharing some things. And that's why I'm talking about being an early adopter. So let's get into the bonus material and other stuff. So it's called Afterthoughts and Other Stuff. Here we go. It's funny. As soon as I finished the last word of the last chapter, ideas start flowing in. I should have talked about this. I should have talked about that. On and on and on. I should have talked about all these different things. When that happens, what do you do? You create a bonus chapter, that's what. I definitely will be writing more books in the future, but until then, I wanted to get some of these thoughts on the record. I talked a lot about growing in different directions, expanding product and service offerings, and adding locations, but here is a paradigm shift for you. What if you haven't readily identified what business you're actually in? The first time this idea was proposed to me by one of the all-time entrepreneurs that I follow, Gary Vaynerchuk, I dismissed it. Here it is. Become a media company first. Better yet, think of your company as a media company first that also does fill in the blank. In the case of most of you reading, what would go in the blank is hair. So, for example, I'm gonna jump in here so you would say, you know, I'm a, a hairstylist. So, if you think of yourself as a media company first that also does hair, or you think of yourself as a media company first that also teaches, or you think of yourself as a media company first that also um, does chiropractic, you know, adjustments, or if you think of yourself as a media company first that also does whatever, fill in the blank. It totally didn't make sense back to the story. It totally didn't make sense to me, but as you're reading this, I've probably started, already started to make the pivot. Not really even a pivot so much as a realization. Next time you check in with me, I'll probably be working out of 1.0 Media's headquarters. <laughs> 
funny because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that's what I call this little studio setup. This is 1.0 Media. This is 1.0 Media headquarters. I started building a, a studio in one of our old salons, um, you know, which is kind of funny too. But I and I invested in different equipment. Like I got some different lighting, you know, tripods, uh, microphones, sound stuff, you know, all of these things. And I was building 1.0 Media. So it's funny that I'm sitting here reading this. And uh, here we are. So next time you check in with me, I'll probably be working out of 1.0 Media's headquarters. Location to be determined with my head down. <laughs> Developing our first and our new media company first strategy. For me, it has been a few years in the making now, but we are, society is, at a juncture where I feel the companies that take this approach will be the companies that own the future of the marketplace. Some companies I already mentioned that embody what being a media company first means are Amazon and Red Bull. Do you think Amazon bought the Washington Post newspaper or started producing original shows and movies just because? What about Red Bull and Pepsi? Building studios at their headquarters or all of the other subculture businesses they've entered. Why? It comes down to really one word, attention. Now is the time, my friends, to really consider some of these tactics. So the media first, you know, when Gary mentioned that, you know, I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, your company is called VaynerMedia. That's like obvious. That's your whole deal. I'm like, I'm a hair salon. I'm a salon owner. I'm a hairstylist. How do, how do I even take that approach? So I started thinking about it. And then if you take that approach and you think about attention, what are we doing right now? I'm still a hairstylist, <clears throat> but I'm live streaming on one, two, three, you know, four, five, six different platforms between recording a podcast, audio live stream on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page one, Facebook page two, Facebook profile, you know, becoming a media company. And that's what it's about. It's about messaging and attention. So you can do that. And then I started really kind of adopting that as a philosophy and making that a, a central point of conversation, even for my team. You know, you want to get busier in the salon. You want to get busier at your, your, your car wash. You want to get busier at your body shop. You want to get busier at your, I don't care what your is. I don't care what your, your blank is, become a media company. And some of these things I'm going to talk about here are things that you can put in practice like right now. So here we go. Number one, podcast, podcast, podcast. You or someone in your company needs to start a podcast like yesterday. Who cares about what you're going to talk about? Just do it and you'll figure it out along the way. You don't need super expensive equipment to start with. You just need to start. Really, with just your smartphone and an app like Anchor.fm, shout out to Anchor.fm, which I'm using right now. This is what I'm recording. This podcast that I'm recording on, <laughs> this podcast, people listening are like, what the hell are you talking about? 
Uh, I got a little clip-on mic, you know, nothing fancy. Sometimes I do have a mic stand and a mic, and that's all great, but it's not necessarily required. You know, start building, start doing. A lot of people aren't doing because they're like, well, I gotta invest in a mic, I gotta learn about audio engineering, I gotta learn about editing, I gotta learn about, it's all a bunch of bullshit excuses. You don't have to learn about anything. What you have to learn about is not making excuses. What you have to learn about is downloading anchor.fm on your smartphone and hitting record. You'll be able to figure the rest out. They're gonna handle the heavy lifting. And so just doing it. So that's number one, starting a podcast. You don't need super expensive equipment to start with. You just need to start really with your smartphone. So anchor.fm, you could be in the iTunes store or on the podcast app as they call it tonight. Brainstorm with your team as you go about topics. Think about even getting your guest involved. Maybe one of them would be up for an interview about what they do in the community. Interview your staff to help them build awareness. Talk current events. Just hit record and get the media out there. Number two, video. Point and shoot, that's it. It's never been easier to capture video than it is today. Create a vlog, a video blog, around your business, your life, your community, or all of the above. The artist in you is gonna want everything to be just right. Forget that. You don't need perfectly polished video to start off with. Just produce. You can use Instagram for short form video, one minute or less. Check out my Instagram, at SunnyD1.0, for an example of what I created with my hashtag RWTD, rolling with the D series. For longer, and I'm gonna jump in here for a second. So those are like one minute videos I put out, sometimes they're longer, but thinking about like, okay, oh, what am I gonna, like everyone think, like especially, especially creatives, like you guys are, like we are, wherever you're listening or watching this, you're creative, so you're like wanting to make everything just right. Like forget all that bullshit. When you're getting in the game of becoming a media company first, and then I also do hair, I'm a media company first. I also do makeup, I'm a media company first. I also fix cars, I'm a media company first. I also, I don't care what your job is, um, but you have to get in the, out of that whole you know perfection thing because perfection is a nice way to delay what you need to be doing you know you should be doing and you push it off push it off push it off so point and shoot you can check out that series they're one minute clips and I'm recording them while I'm driving in my car okay I'm not in a studio I'm not in a perfect lit up whatever I don't have little sound acoustics on the ceiling like I have in here I don't have a, a box light like I have in here I don't have any of that shit I've got a car and I'm driving and I'm recording on my iPhone that's how simple it could be and to go into creating video so for longer video back to the story you could also do a live show on either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, hello, we're doing it right now um, on Instagram or Facebook. Another emerging space is Facebook's new feature, the Facebook Watch Channel, where they're becoming like Bravo, Discover, Comedy Central, YouTube, and Netflix networks all in one. 
They are producing some original content and also allowing creators to put up their own shows. Get on there as soon as possible. So when I wrote this and I was talking about these bonus materials, so podcasts and videos, some of these things have already changed, right? Some of those things were only open to celebrities at the time. Just like when Facebook Live first came out in 2015, it was only open to the creators. There was an app called Creators for celebrities or people with huge followings. So they were like, well, we're just gonna let them use it. And then Mark Zuckerberg, because he wants to connect the whole world, he doesn't give a damn if you're a celebrity or not. He's like, no, let's open it up for everybody. Now, yes, there were some you know, tragic things that happened on there. So they're like, okay, we gotta be careful. Uh, but the idea was let's get everybody on there. So nobody's stopping you from going Instagram live to your people. Nobody's stopping you from going Facebook live to your people. Uh, nobody's stopping you from getting this little simple like $10 microphone and plugging it in to your cell phone and recording a podcast. Nobody is stopping you. Um, so when you think about those first two, so you got video, you got podcast number one, video number two. Um, so becoming those original, uh, becoming that creator, get on there as soon as possible. Of course, tried and tested and super popular is YouTube, right? That's another one. You could be, so we're on you know, Instagram, we're on Facebook page one, Facebook page two. We're live on Twitter streaming audio. We're recording the podcast on Anchor. Then YouTube. I mean, I'm working on a MacBook Air, you guys. This is like, I don't have like super, uh, I'm not even plugged into the damn internet. But if I, if I, once I get plugged in, Josh hooked me up yesterday. He told me go buy some USB because I'm like, dude, I don't even got an Ethernet connection. How am I going to hook my shit up? He's like, because we're doing all these live parties online and we're doing a big one coming up. So he's like, go get the USB and plug it in. So I got to get this USB and plug it in because I'm going to also pull up YouTube and go live there. So I want, I want you guys to keep in mind, like when you're becoming this, you're taking that mentality of you are now the, the media company and you are a salon owner, you're the media company and you cut hair, you're the media company and you're a chiropractor, you're a media company and you uh, practice law, you're a media company and you adjust people's teeth because you're a dentist, you're a media company and you fill in whatever the hell you wanna put in that blank, then you got access to all these tools. You know, you have access to these tools. And so you gotta use them though. You have to use them or else your radio silence, right? You've heard of it. Omnipresence is being everywhere at the same time. You know, attention, awareness. And if you're trying to change the world, if you're trying to help people, if you're trying to reach people, whether it be a product, a service, a message, and you're not omni-channel, you're not hitting all these different channels all at the same time, you're not hitting all of these different mediums all at the same time. And I don't mean literally like I'm doing right now at the exact same time, but I mean hitting these mediums like maybe you do a fa you know a Facebook thing, an Instagram thing, a Twitter, like not literally, but hitting them all. If you can, mazel tov, hit them all. But hitting these mediums and using these mediums that essentially are free, they're gonna cost you some time. You're missing an opportunity here, you guys. So, uh, boom, so here we go. So back to the story. So get on there as soon as possible. The tried and tested YouTube. There are tons of people on there, but there's always room for great content. With four billion hours 
of YouTube being consumed monthly. And that was when I wrote this book. That might not even be the case anymore. It might be, who knows how many billions. But four billion hours being consumed monthly, I don't think you can afford not to be on there. Even all the traditional media companies like Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, Element of P, whatever, whatever, and others have made major pushes in the YouTube. Now, isn't this ironic, right? <clears throat> so media companies, traditional media companies, they weren't on there. Like even when I was writing this book, some of them were just starting to push into some of these other services because they realized they're like, well, where are the eyeballs? You know, who's got a cable subscription? Not that many people, not too many people are tuning in to a cable subscription unless they're forced to. Most people are like, that habit are like either, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old and they just, that's all they know. So they're still watching, they have cable TV, but I don't have cable, I have internet. Everything you wanna watch, you're either YouTube, you're Netflix, you're Hulu. You know, I've got YouTube, um, YouTube uh, watch, like they're basically their version of cable. And I've got that so I can watch some live sports and I can tune into some different things that I do watch that would be on regular TV, but I'm not getting a cable subscription. You know, and I'm, you know, especially, I mean, it's, it's overpriced, it's undervalued, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole, there's a whole bunch of things. So what these cable companies are realizing is they're like, oh, our ratings are going down, like we're plummeting, what could we do? So they're like, well, let's start a YouTube channel. Like we're a channel, like this is what we do. We're, you know, CNBC or Fox or whoever, but they're finding the value of where the attention is. So they're going into YouTube, they're going into Instagram, they're doing live streaming, they're doing Facebook, they're doing all of these things. And if they're a media company doing these things, you know, think like they are, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get eyeballs and attention and you gotta think that same way. You're, you are a media company, fill in the blank, whatever else it is that you do. Um, so <clears throat> those are that's number two is video. Number three, written word. Now, I know what you're saying. Sonny, I'm not a writer. I sucked in English, blah, blah, blah. You think I am a writer? I all but failed English in high school and this is my second book. I'm sure you've noticed some typos. Who cares? It's a form of media. And as a media company, you can't pass it up. Whether it be short beauty blog posts on the Medium app, download the Medium app. <clears throat> you can start a blog on there in like two seconds. A super easy to use blogging platform or long form posts on Facebook or Instagram. Written word is a pillar. Share a few thoughts on topics you're passionate about. Hire a ghostwriter something I'm seriously considering, dictate it into your phone. Just do it. Now, I know as a business owner, especially a new one, you're thinking, how the hell am I supposed to do all this? I'm you know, having enough time, I'm having a hard enough time just keeping up with my day to day. Well, me too, me too. But I'm doing it, not perfect, and not as consistent as I'd like to, but I'm doing it. Here's the ultimate hack create a silo. At the top, create your main piece of content. I su I, I'd, I'd suggest video, right? So video, so create your main piece of content at the top. I suggest video. 
unless you really suck in front of a camera, in which case I'd suggest you get over it. Because everyone thinks like, oh, you know, how do I look, this and that. Listen, just hit record, okay? So if you create that at the top video, we all need practice. From that one piece, you could use the audio portion for your podcast and transcribe the audio for your blog post. You could even pull quotes from the audio for Instagram quote cards, which you could create from screenshots from the video. There's also tweets and captions for Facebook content you could produce. You could also, while recording simultaneously, be capturing snaps for Snapchat and other pics for later use. If you really wanna blow your mind, have a live broadcast going on while you do all of this. So it's funny as I'm doing this, I'm doing this. <laughs> it's like meta, meta, meta. Um, have a live broadcast going on while you do all of this. So think about it. You sit down for 10 to 15 minutes or however long you can, record everything and create multimedia micro content you can produce and mash up throughout the week and maybe longer. So I'm gonna jump in here for a second. So for example, say you were doing, I'm doing story time right now. Say I only did this once a week. Um, then because I'm producing at scale, because we are on Corona economy and I've, we've got time, I'm doing a live show every day for at least an hour. So that's five hours of content a week. So when we go back to working uh, our jobs and get back into our regular grind, I'm gonna have from, I guess these 23 um, episodes, we'll say, so 23 hours of content that I can come back, chop up, use, um, grab a quote from, grab a 30 second clip, a 10 second clip, grab a screenshot. So 23 hours. So think about if you're doing a one piece of content, it's not like, it's not a one and done. Right, if you have a way to record this video on your computer, like I've got the live stream, but I'm also using Zoom to connect through the Facebook pages. So I've got the, it living on Facebook in long form. I can download it from Zoom on my computer. I can save the Instagram video. I can screenshot, I can grab audio. I'm recording the audio podcasts that are going out right after this. You just have to have a little bit of a strategy and know that one piece of content does not equal one piece of content. One piece of content equals, depending on you know what that piece is, could be you know, 10, 20, 30, or it's, it could be 100 pieces of content if you're playing the game like that. So just keep that in mind. So you have that top silo piece, and then you can use that to create multiple pieces that you can share throughout the week. So if you have to sit down and record for an hour a day or 15 minutes or whatever you can do, then you can use that through for the rest of the week to create the rest of the content. So what's it gonna take to get this done? Just courage, commitment, and discipline. You've already got the tools and <clears throat> you're producing content every day. The only thing missing is capturing. We have a saying floating around our company right now, ABC, always be capturing. Always be capturing. Always be capturing. This is what companies, <coughs> personalities, 
and other brands that want to be around in 10 to 15 years better start doing now. Check out what, this is a good example if you wanna see somebody that's doing it, check out what Will Smith is up to as he makes his reemergence. And that was when <clears throat> I was writing this book. He's not only made a reemergence, he's made a resurgence, right? From TikTok. I mean, that wasn't even around really. I mean, there was musically, but that's what it what it was before TikTok. But from TikTok to Instagram, I mean, he's killing the game. Right? He kind of like nobody, I mean, it wasn't like he didn't exist anymore, but he just wasn't really that active his name wasn't in the conversation and then you start seeing him showing up in youtube videos showing up at people's studios he, i mean casey neistat huge youtuber he was hanging out with him uh, what do you think he's doing he's playing the game right he's getting out there he's creating media and then he gets in his instagram's on fire um, you know look at so look at some of these celebrities that were on tv that were huge movie stars that kind of became irrelevant because the internet is taking over everything. Um, the bigger, the stars on YouTube were bigger than, you know, A-list celebrities. And they've become, a lot of them have become bigger than A-list celebrities. There's people on TikTok right now that are bigger than some A-list celebrities. And the A-list celebrities are thinking, well, I've got name ID, everybody knows me, I don't need to get on all this social media. And then they got a rude ass awakening called, yes you do because nobody's paying attention to you right now. Nobody, like your name, they're thinking who do I book at the, you know, the NBA All-Star game? You know, and you, and you take a, you know, a, a music star and then they put that music star and they're looking for somebody else that they wanna book. Who did they pick? They picked a TikTok star, right? Charlie D. Amelio, they put her right there because they're on the same level and then people are like who is this it's like some teenage girl they never even heard of but the world has because that's where the attention is you know so think about you know what the celebrities are doing they're realizing it you have to realize it you know these these platforms are most of them are free they cost you nothing but some time and energy so get in there. So yeah, check out Will Smith. Um, he's a good example of somebody. I mean, the Rock. I mean, could go on and on. The Rock. Um, and I'm using like these two because they were huge, iconic stars that now have kind of become another star. You know, another form of a star. I mean, Kevin Hart's done a great job. And so these are people that you would think that. What are they doing this for? Like, why do they have to do it? I mean, DJ Khaled, I mean, you've heard of a lot of these people, um, but they put in the work on the social media channels to stay in, keep their name in the game, right? Even when, you know, some of them are like, oh, they already had their moment, they're done. Uh, but they're having these resurgences and the ones that aren't doing that, they're gonna be done. You're gonna be like Leonardo DiCaprio, who? And, and, you know, you're all of a sudden you're going to see him start popping up on TikTok if he hasn't already, popping up on, you know, Instagram, popping up and popping up and popping up. Kevin Hart, early adopter, got on it, you know, stayed hot, stayed hot, stayed relevant, kept his message out there. Um, so there's all these mediums, you guys, and I'm trying to push you to think about becoming this media company first mentality. So last, last little bit here, as a new company. It's the perfect time to set this into the fabric of your culture. No excuses. 
As an older company, it's time to get on board with the media company first mentality and take ownership of your space. I hope these afterthoughts help. I'm going to stop writing now and go create some more content. See you on the interwebs. Um, so seeing you on the interwebs, here we are. Fast forward, here we are, guys. Um, so those were afterthoughts. I really hope that you'll uh, take some of these, whether it be starting a podcast, creating, just shooting video. Even if you don't know what you're going to do with it, you don't know where you're going to post it, you don't know, eh, you know, just start capturing. Always be capturing. And then written word, if you like to write, you know, start writing. And I mean, you can start in places like Facebook. You can start in places like <clears throat> Instagram and, and just writing longer posts. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you can start to take some of those because one thing I want to I want to kind of give you a little insight into you don't want to be pigeonholed into one platform like where you put all of your eggs into Instagram and then all of a sudden Facebook one day wakes up and decides guess what um, Instagram's not a thing anymore we're just gonna call it Facebook everything's gonna be in Facebook they've already done that with some of their other properties where they've swallowed them into the big you know company which they can do because they own it and then you're like, oh no, I don't even know how to use, or I don't use Instagram, I only do Facebook, or I don't do Facebook, I only do Instagram, or I don't do Snapchat. I do. You don't need to be, I don't do, because what you're saying is <clears throat> that even though maybe that network isn't as popular, and by not being popular, take a Snapchat, which I started with. Snapchat, you know, having only a couple hundred million people, people are like, oh yeah, Snapchat's dead, nobody uses it anymore. Yeah, a couple hundred million, right? That's still a lot of people, it's still a lot of eyeballs, still a lot of attention. Um, so when you're thinking about that, not saying like, not being pigeonholed or not saying like, oh, I don't because blah, blah, blah. Just get on and try. You know, I've got some stylists right now. I've been talking a lot about TikTok over the last year. Um, some of them are getting on there, some of them aren't. And the ones that are getting on there, guess what? They're gonna get more attention. They're gonna get more eyeballs. They're gonna get their message out there. They're gonna build their audience. And the ones that aren't, guess what? They're not. You know, because just because you don't think um, <clears throat> you wanna use it or don't know how to use it, you gotta go where the attention is and you gotta diversify so you're not stuck in one spot. And it's not about mastering everything, it's about just mentioning, it's about getting your message out there. So I would be using all of them, I'm using all of them, practicing what I'm preaching to you right now. Become a media company first, diversify and spread your message across all platforms and always be capturing. Those are the three big takeaways today for story time, you guys. Hopefully you are inspired to get out there and start creating. Hopefully you're inspired to get out there um, and start producing. Don't worry about perfect. Done is better than perfect. Get your message out there. Um, get on these platforms. Take advantage of them while they're free because there's no guarantee that they're always going to be free. You'll learn by doing. That's how we learn. Not by listening, reading, or watching, you learn by doing. You don't have to be just a consumer, you can be a producer. You can start your channel, you can start your podcast, you can start your video, you can start your blog, you can start your vlog, you can start it right now. You've already started it, your life. You just haven't maybe been capturing it. So hopefully you're gonna get out there and start 
creating. So thanks for being here, guys. I had a ton of fun going through. Um, that's We just completed your first year in salon ownership. So I'm going back to the drawing board and thinking about what is the future of story time. Now that I've read through both of my books, maybe it's time to read some other people's books. We'll see. Love to hear your feedback in the comments. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. As we get ready to go back to work, we're heading into the corona economy, so a lot of these things I'm sharing with you are gonna become even more relevant in our not-so-distant future. So you guys have a great day. Enjoy this Wednesday. Um, hopefully you're inspired. Can't wait to see your comments. Head over to yourfirstyearin.com for all um, book information. Check it out and all the podcasts. Just check out yfyipodcast.com if you wanna take this episode or any of the episodes Things just like almost 180 of them on the go with you. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, guys, Sunny D here again. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I had a ton of fun recording it, and hopefully I've got you thinking about some of the ways you can tackle this media company first mentality. That's really what it is. There's nothing holding you back. There's nothing in your way. The barrier to entry to become a media company, to start producing content at scale, to start getting your message out there. Remember guys, done is better than perfect. Just point and shoot. Don't worry about the quality of every post or pick or video or soundbite right now. It's about learning. If you're just getting started, it's about producing. It's about creating. Always be capturing. So hopefully you guys got some takeaways. Head over to yourfirstyearin.com for any information on books. And of course, yfyipodcast.com where you can check out all of the episodes of the podcast. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. And remember, this is the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.